back on Right Now with Jim Dawes. A daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an American nationalist perspective. Coming to you on the Mojo 5 radio network and streaming on demand on iTunes, TuneIn, Spreaker, and Spotify. Follow me on Twitter at Right Now Jim Dawes. Or shoot me an email at rightnowjimdaws at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. We've got a voicemail set up at 772-245-0750. That's 772-245-0750. Leave your questions or comments there and we will use your call on the broadcast. You know, sometimes I think uh, that we ought to set up a program that's simply devoted to debunking the lies that the mainstream media tells. I wish there was a way that you could have a a sort of a a split-screen operation where you could actually correct their falsehoods in real time. What's the old saying that um, a lie can spread uh, before the truth can um can what 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 is it a, a lie can spread before, while a, the truth is still trying to get out of bed or something like that uh because the, the mainstream media really is at this point almost completely devoted to spreading falsehoods some are just blatant lies designed to uh make the president and the republican party look bad and others are uh, even more uh, devious. They're they're designed to to really change uh, everything that uh, all the assumptions that our traditional Western uh, civilization is based on. Um, of course, I'm talking about like transgenderism and um, you know things that uh, are designed to under undermine and vilify the American Constitution. But um, this this last week was uh, a real doozy in the uh, Department of uh, Media Lies. Um, the, the media has spent a major part of the week uh, promoting this uh, mythology that the Amazon rainforest is suffering uh, fires that are out of the ordinary. They're doing this because uh, the fires in the Amazon coincide with the meeting of the G7 industrialized nations over in France. And they're uh, anxious to try to embarrass the United States for the president's withdrawal from the Marxist Paris Climate Accords. And so uh, they're pretending that uh, the fires that are in the Amazon rainforest, which are seasonal and which... Uh, are right in line with uh, you know past fires are out of the ordinary <laughs> while at the same time oddly enough ignoring the fact that there's a great deal more fire activity in on the continent of Africa right now than there is on the continent of South America we'll get to that a little later in the show but I, I want to start out with this this lie that um, the mainstream media is perpetrating that the president can't order American companies out of China. Now, whether or not you believe it is wise to order American companies out of China is uh, is another issue. 
But the fact of the matter is the president of the United States has uh, many authorities to order American businesses to stop doing business with China. Uh, and to say otherwise is, is uh, n- not to be ignorant of uh, the facts of this case because a simple search uh, will lead you to realize that, yes, in fact, that is squarely within his authority. And it's been done by many presidents uh, to many other countries, Iran, uh, Syria, um, Russia. But um, but they want to promote this, uh, this meme that uh, the president of the United States is uh, ignorant of of uh, you know international law and and his authority that's been granted to him, and all of this is uh, obviously in furtherance of this uh, the so-called trade war with China. We're engaged in a trade war with China, while China is actually engaged in a uh, a low-level actual war with the United States. But last week, uh, it was on August 23rd, the president tweeted out, our country has lost stupidly trillions of dollars with China over many years. They've stolen our intellectual property at a rate of hundreds of billions of dollars a year, and they want to continue. I won't let that happen. We don't need China, and frankly, would be far better off without them. I I agree with that. We uh, we've created a vast military and economic superpower out of a communist dictatorship that was sort of a backwater when we entered into these trade relationships and started offshoring our production to uh, to China in the search of cheap labor. The president goes on, vast amounts of money are made and stolen by China from the United States year after year and must stop. And this is where he gets to the meat of it. Our great American companies are hereby ordered to immediately start looking for alternatives to China, including bringing your companies home and making your products in the USA. I'll be responding to China's tariffs this afternoon. This is a great opportunity for the United States. He also went on to, uh, to order Amazon, FedEx, UPS, and the post office to, uh, to increase their efforts to discover these deliveries of fentanyl from China. He said fentanyl kills 100,000 Americans each year. President Xi said he would stop it, but he didn't. And of course, it was just a few days after this that uh, they busted a uh, cargo ship in Mexico with over 51,000 pounds of Chinese fentanyl destined for the United States. Enough fentanyl, synthetic opium, to kill literally millions of Americans. And that's what I mean by when I say, you know, we're engaged in a trade war and China is engaged in an actual war. You cannot tell me that the Chinese government, with their tentacles in every aspect of Chinese business, could not know about the production of, on that scale of fentanyl destined to the United States. They're not only turning a blind eye to it, they're actually facilitating it. So when the president issued that tweet, oh, man, the business community just melted down. He can't tell us what to do. And, of course, their mouthpieces in the media uh, echoed that theme. Here was uh, 
on CNBC um, a, a, a release by the National Retail Federation that says, um, you know, we can't just leave China. News from the National Retail Federation, they're weighing in on the tweets today. This is, again, the National Retail Federation responding to Trump's orders this morning for companies to move operations to the U.S. The NRF saying for years, retailers have been diversifying their supply chains, but finding alternative sources, is what Kate was just saying, is a costly and lengthy process that can take years. It is unrealistic for American retailers to move out of the world's second largest economy as 95% of the world's consumers live outside our borders. Our presence in China allows us to reach Chinese customers and develop overseas markets. This allows us to grow and expand opportunities for American workers, businesses, and... Well, it hasn't uh, increased opportunities for American workers, businesses, or consumers. Well, I guess it has benefited consumers to a degree, because at the same time they were losing their jobs and having their wages suppressed, they were able to buy uh, cheap Chinese imports. But... Um, you know, the, the people who benefit, the retailers and the bankers on Wall Street, are vastly outnumbered by the people who are punished, and that is uh, the American workers in, uh, in the heartland who have had their manufacturing jobs and their, their plants uh, just decimated. And then CNN weighs in on the story that, uh, oh, no, the president can't do that. But it was the imperial language that got some folks' attention. The Wall Street Journal editorial board weighing in saying, someone should tell Chairman Trump that this isn't the People's Republic of America. One of Trump's Republican primary challengers, Bill Weld, also slammed the president, writing that a POTUS would ever utter the words American companies are hereby ordered is outrageous. That he believes he can actually carry out such an outrage is the insanity of a would-be dictator. Trump, of course, doubled down by attacking the news media and arguing that he could order U.S. companies out of China thanks to the Emergency Economic Powers Act of 1977. Case closed, he said. So what's the real deal? Well, this law is one of Trump's go-tos. It's the same law he invoked to justify his threat to increase tariffs on Mexico. But the law was actually written to constrain presidential powers by replacing several World War I-era laws. The congressman who helped draft it, Jonathan Bingham, actually argued that the laws it replaced quote, could have been dictatorial powers that the president could have used without any restraint by Congress. So this law President Trump is citing was specifically designed to rein in presidents by imposing transparency and involving Congress in the process, outside of real emergencies involving national security. And its first use certainly fit the bill when President Jimmy Carter froze Iranian assets and trade after they seized hostages at the American embassy in Tehran. Among other things, invoking this law requires a declaration of national emergency, something Trump hadn't yet done with China. But it's far from clear that trade wars were its intended target. <laughs> far from clear, he says. Well, the truth of the matter is the uh, 1977 Emergency Powers Act gives the president broad authority to forbid American companies from engaging in uh, transfers of funds with, uh, with uh, targeted nations. It's been invoked 76 times since it was passed in 1977 by each and every president, Reagan, uh, Bush 1, Clinton, Bush 2, and Obama. But when this president uh, cites it, somehow it is, it is no longer legitimate. It's off the table. Yes, <clears throat> the, uh, the, <clears throat> the 77 law. Excuse me. The 77 law was passed uh, to uh, rein in the powers that were granted to the president in 1917. Many of those powers that were passed in 1917 still 
uh, exist. Uh, but uh, some of them were um, reined in by the act in 1977, which basically said that uh, Congress could override the declaration of a national emergency. It would require, by the way, a two-thirds majority uh, because the president could veto the bill. So um, <laughs> there's no doubt about uh, the truth of the matter is that if you research it, both the 1977 Act and the 1917 law, that parts of it which still remain in effect, absolutely give the authority to the President of the United States to order American companies to stop doing business with uh, certain other companies. In addition to that, uh, the President could raise tariffs on China uh, up so high that it would be economically disastrous for American companies to continue to do business there. You know, we've uh, we've actually got parts in our most advanced military equipment uh, that we lack the capacity to manufacture any longer and outsource to China. So we are um, dependent on a hostile foreign power, and China at this point is most certainly a hostile foreign power, for our, <clears throat> our military capabilities. Gordon Chang was, uh, was on, and he, uh, he pointed out the fact that the, all of this talk about trying to make a deal with China uh, makes no sense in light of the fact that China has never abided by the terms of any deal that we've ever made with them before. The only way you're going to stop this is not a deal because they have broken every trade agreement with us and almost every other agreement as well. The only way you're going to stop it, Lou, is just pile on the costs until the costs we impose on China are greater than the benefits that China gets. And by the way, China is getting somewhere like maybe $600 billion in theft alone. And then on top of that, you add the benefits they get from violating their trade deals with us. So we're, we're talking close to a trillion dollars. A trillion dollars each and every year. And if you know what I've always thought was kind of interesting? If you look at the accumulated trade deficit and loss of value and in intellectual property stolen by China over the last 20 years, they almost exactly mirror the rise of our uh, accumulated deficits and national debt. Um, we are being beggared by our trade relationship with China and uh, the establishment on Wall Street and in Washington are so entrenched and committed to continuing this relationship with an obvious with someone who obviously means us ill will that uh, that we may may not survive it if this president is uh, unsuccessful in decoupling America's economy from China's. I think Lou Dobbs is starting to get the uh, the the uh, picture. Here he was interviewing uh, a guest on his uh, evening Fox Business program. I mean, I don't think a deal is bad. I think a bad deal is bad. But if the United States can can get into the economic position... How can you make a deal with people who renege? How can you make a deal with people who are stealing be, from you? Well, then you, what you're saying then is no deal. We'll never have a deal. I'm not saying anything I think we have a time. tough deal. Well, I'm asking your questions that have to be answered before a deal... Completely agree. Done. You have to have a tough deal with the Chinese that they can't wiggle out of, and you have to have the penalties I, be so significant. We have to have a tough deal. That's sort of like Lucy in the football. We had a deal 
that forbid them from stealing intellectual property. They've been ignoring that each and every time they before the ink has even dried on the deal. So, um, you know, uh, the United States of America has 50 states. Each state has the ability to set its own uh, business climate and compete with other states. We've got abundant national resources, natural resources. We've got uh, a legal system that uh, allows for the resolution of business uh, disputes. We've got everything we need, and we've got the largest consumer market in the world. We've got everything we need for a vibrant and healthy economy, and we were doing just fine before we uh, enrolled in this globalist uh, scheme that was designed to uh, continue, you know, business quest for cheap labor. I think trimming in the sales um, on this globalist scheme and uh, starting by decoupling our economy from China is long since overdue. We got to run out to a break. Stick with us. We'll be right back. Mojo. Millions of people today have no dental insurance. If you're without insurance, do you have a plan to care for your teeth without spending a fortune? Introducing DentalPlans.com. How would you like to save 10 to 60% off your next dental visit for as little as $7 a month? We offer trusted dental savings plans from companies like Cigna and Aetna with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Be a part of the 1 million-plus happy smiles served since 1999 that save money when they visit the dentist. You can save on cleanings, dentures, braces, x-rays, fillings, crowns, root canals, and even teeth whitening. Call 800-296-1247 now to start saving immediately. Mention promo code RADIO to receive 15% off any plan and for a limited time, one month free. Call 800-296-1247. That's 800-296-1247. Fees billed annually plus a $20 processing fee. Savings plans are not insurance. Savings will vary by provider, plan, and zip code. Consult with plan detail page for additional plan terms. Not all plans and offers available in all markets. So a lot has been made recently of the, uh, the, the dramatic increase of crime and murder in Baltimore. Baltimore is the most dangerous city in America with more, uh, murders by per capita than any other. And all of this uh, was a, va- uh, a big turnaround from uh, prior to the uh, 2015 uh, death of a, uh, a drug dealing suspect named Freddie Gray. And of course, in response to that, the district attorney, Mosley, I think her name was in Baltimore, went after the entire police department, indicted and took to trial eight different officers, each and every one of which were acquitted because they had not abused their authority. But since then, uh, the Baltimore Police Department has uh, sort of suffered the Ferguson effect and has, has stopped being as aggressive as they needed to be to keep a lid on the crime in Baltimore. And the Washington Post recently did a, a, an anonymous survey of 68 Baltimore police officers titled the uh, study, A Feedback from the Field, a focus, a summary of focus groups with Baltimore police officers. And that study shows that law, enforcement's, uh, law enforcement in the city is low in morale, they're confused about their authority, and they lack the support 
from the uh, political, uh, the mayor and uh, the political appointees of the police department to do their job. And they're scared that the media will highlight any use of force and, uh, and land them in court and put their careers in jeopardy as well. One officer said, I don't feel pride for having 20 uses of force. He described his use of force as necessary techniques against an arrestee who tries to wiggle out of handcuffs. And he says each and every instance must be documented. Now I'm afraid to arrest anyone because I don't want to have to, uh, to document so many uses of force against me. The Baltimore police commissioner is named Michael Harrison is actually echoing these claims now, saying the men and women are, are, have all to, of his force have all told him of similar concerns. They express that their challenges with morale and working conditions, and they're reluctant for fear of getting hurt or getting in trouble for making any mistakes. So now the Washington Post, who was one of the main agitators vilifying the Baltimore Police Department, the uh, you, you know that uh, Baltimore is only 40 miles away from Washington. Now the Washington Post is suddenly discovering that the, uh, the so-called reforms that they were advocating for Baltimore police have, in fact, resulted in a dramatic increase in murder and violent crime in that city. Shouldn't have been a surprise to anybody. But the Ferguson effect is real. Did you read the story where Carly Lloyd, a uh, an excellent women's soccer player who uh, has has won with that team uh, two FIFA World Cups? I used to be a big supporter of the uh, women's uh, World Cup soccer team before uh, purple-haired Megan Rapino uh, infected that group with cultural Marxism and turned them into a bunch of uh, foul-mouthed skanks that I can no longer support. But uh, Carly Lloyd uh, has now been offered an NFL contract. She was caught on a a viral videotape kicking a 55-yard field goal. It was pretty impressive. If you haven't seen it, you ought to take a look. She takes a, 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 a long run at the ball, which wouldn't be allowed in actual game conditions. But it's it's a beautiful kick. So now the NFL is debasing itself by offering Carly Lloyd a contract that will guarantee her ability to play in a preseason game. I'm sorry, I can't name the teams that have offered the contract, but they're multiple teams. My, uh, my story is not coming up here. But um, she's taking the uh, the offer seriously and may in fact do it now. This is <laughs> this is really where uh, the problem with men who identify as women but are actually biological men who have not been anatomically altered competing against women in women's sports. This uh, this started with uh, the the notion that you can't keep women out of men's sports, and uh, and and women started or girls started appearing, uh, you know kicking uh, punts and, and field goals in boys' uh, high school football and appearing on the wrestling teams and such things. 
And now the logical extension of this is you can't, if you can't separate boys and girls and men and women in sports, then uh, what's to stop men from competing against women? And in fact, men are going to be allowed to compete against women in the upcoming Summer Olympics. It's a disaster. It's a publicity stunt by the NFL. Carly Lloyd is liable to get badly hurt if, uh, if one of these plays blows up. But that's where we're at. we got to run out to a break. We'll be right back after these messages. Stick with us. There are going to be two messages, and then we'll be back on the Mojo 5.0 Radio Network. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. Need an extra hand with dinner? Just ask your connected home device to fill your pasta pot. And Delta Faucet Voice IQ technology will fill it with the perfect amount of water. Visit deltafaucet.com slash voice IQ to discover more. And you're back on Right Now with Jim Dawes. Your daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an American nationalist perspective on the Mojo 5 radio network. Well, it seems like the Jeffrey Epstein story is sort of fading off into the distance. The media has sort of lost interest, been pushed off the page. We hear very little news about it. And once again, uh, the conservative public interest law firms are left to try to pick up the pieces. The Senate, the uh, GOP-run Senate, shows very little interest in anything these days. And the House, run by crazy Nancy Pelosi, is uh, too busy uh, chasing after Donald Trump, sort of like Wiley Coyote after the Roadrunner. But I read today that uh, only about 25% of people believe that Jeffrey Epstein actually committed suicide. Um, and, and at a certain point, a percentage of that 75% that don't believe that he committed suicide actually believe that he's still alive. I'm, I'm not really buying into that. It wouldn't make sense to me why they would have needed to arrest him and put him in the Metropolitan Correctional Center under the auspices of the Southern District of New York attorney's office who is uh, rabidly anti-Trump and under uh, not under the sex crime units division of the Southern District of New York, but under the uh, public corruption division of the Southern District of New York. I think they put him in there so that they could have him uh, in that jail cell and make damn sure he never left and that that dead men would tell no tales. I think if they were actually, you know, just going to uh, fake his death, there would have been no reason to put him in that cell to begin with. 
they would have done so, uh, you know, outside of the uh, justice system, come up with a body, claim that uh, he, you know, had been murdered or committed suicide and then uh, whisk him away to some uh, exile situation where he could have undergone extensive plastic surgery and uh, never been been seen again. I, I do think that he uh, was murdered in that jail cell in um, in Manhattan. And the latest story to come out about this, <laughs> to add to the uh, accumulating um, comedy of errors, if you want to believe that, is that uh, apparently the camera that, that was outside of uh, Jeffrey Epstein's jail cell we know that there you know although he was supposed to be on suicide watch and be monitored he was not on suicide watch and there was no camera within the cell and now we know that uh, one of the cameras on the hallway outside the cell was also not working just miraculously so you can add that to the long list of items that uh, was necessary for this to have happened without uh, anybody being held accountable The report uh, says that it's not immediately clear why some video footage outside Epstein's cell is so flawed that investigators can't use it or see what's visible. The incident's being investigated by the FBI. Oh, good. The FBI is on the case. I'm sure they've got the, the, um, the people out of the seventh floor there in the Department of Justice uh, running the whole thing. This footage would have been absolutely critical to the inquiries into Epstein's, what's the term of art we ought to use? Suiciding. He was suicided. You know, one of, one of the uh, things that uh, has led me to believe that, uh, in fact, this was a suicide is because of, you know, this high, hyoid bone that was broken in his neck, combined with the fact that the bed sheet that he was assigned was of such light weight that it wouldn't have almost wouldn't have even been enough to hang himself if he was just trying to asphyxiate himself by leaning against it. But if he had fallen or been pushed off of that upper bunk with such force that it broke his hyoid bone, the uh, the bed sheet that they're assigned in those jails, according to one of the previous inmates that said there was no way that Jeffrey Epstein committed suicide, that, uh, that bed sheet, if it, uh, had, you know, uh, been put under such impact that it broke that bone would have failed. None of this makes any sense. And, uh, and I don't think uh, we'll ever know the truth. Too many highly placed, powerful, Rich, uh, influential people traveled with Eb- Jeffrey Epstein to his various uh, mansions and uh, his uh, pedophile island, and uh, there was no way in hell that he was ever going to be allowed to testify in open court. I believe that's why the uh, the prosecutors there in the Southern District, of New York, a rabidly anti-Clinton hotbed moved in on him after turning a blind eye to his deprivations for over a decade. 
Well, it looks like old Joe Biden, once the clear favorite, once the, uh, you know, the, the guy that was going to walk away with it is now in the most recent poll from Monmouth, fallen to third place. The, uh, the poll shows Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren tied for first at 20%, and Biden uh, following them up at 19%. Now, a lot of uh, the uh, Biden campaign and Biden supporters are calling this poll into question, saying that the sample wasn't big enough and that the margin of error, which is quite large, I would admit, at 5%, is just not accurate. But even if it is off by 5% due to this small sampling, uh, Joe Biden is falling like a rock. He was up 27 points shortly after ending the race. And now, even if you want to believe that this, uh, this poll is outside the margin of error, he's fallen, what, what would that be? Uh, 22 points. And here's the thing that really bodes ill for Biden's campaign, the nonstop gaff marathon that it is, is that uh, Bernie and, and Elizabeth Warren are both running in the same lane, so-called. They're both Democrat socialists. Actually, in Bernie's case, he calls himself a Democrat socialist. He's an old school Marxist, a communist. Elizabeth Warren is uh, not quite there yet. She's a cultural Marxist for sure, but I think economically uh, she is more of, you know, an old line uh, socialist. But together, Bernie and Liz have 40 percentage points, and they're at some point going to have to fight it out, and whichever of them vanquishes the other will immediately uh, get the support of the other candidate and they'll be at 40 percent and old biden will be down there in the uh the high teens or the low 20s and the thing about this poll this monmouth poll that was really damning for old joe is that uh, <laughs> the young people who are the energy in the democrat party they've been uh indoctrinated with this uh this cultural and economic Marxism while they were at universities, they're just not that into old Joe Biden. And you would like to think, well, you know, it's just because of the age problem, but no, they're big supporters of Bernie. These, uh, these young people on the Democrat party are in fact all bought into socialism and Marxism. And they're just not that into old Joe Biden. Steve Kornacki is probably one of the very few bright spots over there at MSNBC. He is actually a very uh, capable election uh, coverage guy. He was he was out, absolutely outstanding back in that uh, November evening in 2016, showing how Donald Trump was marching toward the uh, to, uh, toward the presidency. Here's what uh, here's what Kornacki had to say about. Well, where'd we go with it? Well, let me find it here. I'm trying to adjust to this new. Hmm. 
Sorry about that. Here's this clip. Given the trajectory of this race, given some of the dynamics that have emerged, is the Monmouth poll the future? Is that where this is heading for Joe Biden? Because when you look inside the numbers there on, on the Monmouth one, what you really see are some of the weaknesses that we've already identified, that we've long seen in polling when it comes to Joe Biden. Uh, those weaknesses just get a lot worse for him in that poll. You know, for instance, in that Monmouth poll, if you look at Democratic voters under 50 years old, we have seen him struggling with that group, you know, the entire campaign. In the Monmouth poll, he's down to 6% with them. He's tied with Andrew Yang. Now, maybe He's not down to that level uh, in, in reality yet, uh, but that's a place where he's been struggling. And, and uh, he's tied with Andrew Yang. When when you're tied with Andrew Yang and voters in the, the Democrat primary under, what did he say, 50 years old, you your campaign is doomed if you don't turn that around. So really, old Joe Biden is circling the drain at this point and, uh, and living up to the prediction that I made that Joe Biden was not going to be there at the end of this nomination process. <laughs> and, you know, in my continuing saga of Joe Biden's latest gaffes, uh, the other day he, he made a gaffe that uh, he said that um, Martin Luther King and Bobby Kennedy were assassinated in the late uh, 1970s. And you thought, well, you know, anybody can get some dates mixed up. But I'd be damned if old Joe didn't go back out on the trail and make that same gaffe again. Just like in my generation, when I got out of school, that uh, when Bobby Kennedy and Dr. King had been assassinated in the 70s, uh, late 70s, I got engaged. <laughs> um, you know, up to that time, remember, none of you would this, but a couple of men, I remember. That was a time in the early, late 60s, or the early 60s and 60s, where it was drop out, go to hate Asbury, don't get engaged, don't trust anybody over 30. I don't know, I'm not sure exactly why women that grew up in that era wouldn't remember that. Um, I guess, you know, Joe caught himself making that same gaffe again and uh, sort of panicked there. But Joe is uh, doing everything he can to save his candidacy, and he has... He's one-upped old Kamala Harris. You know, originally it was Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren that were going around guaranteeing a $15 minimum wage for everyone without regard to the economic damage that that would do for people trying to get in on the the, uh, bottom rung of the economic ladder. And then Kamala Harris, not to be outdone, because, you know, it's easy. If you're running for office and all you have to do is promise other people's money, well, you know, why not if you're on the Democrat side? And uh, Kamala Harris won up to their $15 an hour promise with a $20 an hour promise. And now Joe, he's seeing the wisdom of that. And he's promising a $25 hour minimum wage for uh, renewable energy workers. Of course, I think it was the second debate, may have been the first, where he um, he said that uh, he was going to do away with fossil fuels during his first term. Do away with fossil fuels. That's a gaffe in and of itself. It's simply not possible, not without causing massive death across this country. <laughs> oh, Bernie wants to take over the entire energy sector. I was thinking about that today. Could you imagine how many hundreds of thousands of people would have to work for the federal government to... to for the government to take over, nationalize our energy sector. This guy sounds like a Central American 
Marxist dictator. We're going to nationalize the energy sector? Really? <laughs> oh, man. We got to run out to a break. Stick with us. We'll be right back. Mojo. Millions of people today have no dental insurance. If you're without insurance, do you have a plan to care for your teeth without spending a fortune? Introducing DentalPlans.com. How would you like to save 10 to 60% off your next dental visit for as little as $7 a month? We offer trusted dental savings plans from companies like Cigna and Aetna with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Be a part of the 1 million-plus happy smiles served since 1999 that save money when they visit the dentist. You can save on cleanings, dentures, braces, x-rays, fillings, crowns, root canals, and even teeth whitening. Call 800-296-1247 now to start saving immediately. Mention promo code RADIO to receive 15% off any plan and for a limited time, one month free. Call 800-296-1247. That's 800-296-1247. Fees building only plus a $20 processing fee. Savings plans are not insured. Savings will vary by provider, plan, and zip code. Consult with plan detail page for additional plan terms. Not all plans and offers available in all markets. So Bernie Sanders last week was out in San Francisco for the Democrat National Committee's summer meeting. And uh, he, he, he went out to dinner at one of uh, the, the San Francisco's iconic restaurants. It's called Charles's, I'm sorry, John's Grill. And, uh, <laughs> and he didn't make a very good impression, according to the uh, restaurant's owner, whose name is John Coston. Coston uh, told Politico, he said, it was all very nice except for cranky old Bernie. Apparently, the U.S. Senator from Vermont refused to shake hands with the staff or to take any photos and wasn't very nice to them. He told Politico that the candidate had, in fact, lost his vote. This guy was a Bernie supporter. Coston uh, told uh, Politico that the restaurant hosted a party with uh, with lots of uh, Democrats, and they all showed pure class, including old Nancy Pelosi. But uh, Warren was gruff and rude, refused to take photos, and then, to top it all off, left the restaurant without leaving a tip, which... You know, frankly, it doesn't really surprise me. Bernie Sanders seems like the kind of guy that would stiff you on a tip. Unbelievable. San Francisco is uh, is the town where they banned the words uh, felon and uh, convicted felon and changed those words to justice-involved person. And here's the thing. Not only is the perpetrator a justice-involved person, but the victim of the crime is also a justice-involved person. So that basically they've just erased any differentiation of the perpetrator and the victim of a crime. When you ban words, you can't define right and wrong, good or evil. And once you ban these words, you ban the ideas, and that is exactly what the left's trying to do. Patriot Mobile was created to give conservatives a voice both literally and in preserving this great nation. 
While big mobile companies subsidize leftist causes that erode our values, our rights, and our country, Patriot Mobile is the only cell phone company donating to the causes that you believe in. With plans as low as $25 a month, you can get nationwide service with U.S.-based customer service. I can tell you that is huge. I used to hate calling customer service with the other cell phone companies and get transferred to India, spending forever on hold and not being able to get my problems resolved when I did call in. That's why we over here at Mojo Five O have made the switch, just like thousands of patriots just like you. Right now you can get the Moto Z three play for only fifty five for only five dollars a month. Let me say that again. You can get the Moto Z three play for only five dollars a month. That's a six inch screen, expandable storage, and high quality camera. Switching is easy. Go to patriotmobile.com slash mojo five oh. Select your plan and save $180 on the brand new Moto Z3 Play today. Supplies won't last, so go over there now, patriotmobile.com slash mojo50. Well, <laughs> there was a, a an interesting con- uh, contrast this week. You know, the, the left likes to portray uh, conservatives and nationalists as rude and um, mean-spirited and hateful, hate, hate, hateful. Well, it was this week that uh, David Koch died. Now, I'm no big fan of David Koch. As a matter of fact, I, I thoroughly dislike the guy. They did fund the Tea Party movement, but then they promptly hijacked that Tea Party movement to work against the very, the very causes that the Tea Party, um, you know, members believed. But uh, David Koch died. And there is absolutely no reason to celebrate somebody's death. I didn't celebrate uh, John McCain's death. I did say that I wasn't mourning his passing, but I didn't. Um, I didn't attack him. Well, this week on Bill Maher's show, he pulled one of the most low-class, hateful, vindictive little monologues where it concerns David Koch, you can imagine. Uh, yesterday, David Koch of the zillionaire Koch brothers died. Please, of prostate cancer. I guess I'm going to have to reevaluate my low opinion of prostate cancer. Uh, he was... He was 79, but his family says they wish it could be longer, but at least he lived long enough to see the Amazon catch fire. See how they incorporate these lies. The Amazon is burning just the same it does every year. As a matter of fact, the fire activity in the Amazon is down this year. You have to stop and correct these things. Condolences poured in from all the politicians he owned. Okay, that was fine. And mourners are being asked in lieu of flowers to just leave their car engine running. <laughs> As for his remains, he is asked to be cremated and have his ashes blown into a child's lungs. <laughs> now... I know these seem like harsh words and harsh jokes, and I'm sure I will be condemned for them 
on Fox News, which will portray Mr. Koch as a principled libertarian who believed in the free market. He and his brother have done more than anybody to fund climate science deniers for decades. So f*** him. The Amazon is burning up. I'm glad he's dead. And I hope the end is there are forest fires in the Amazon, so let's celebrate someone's passing. You know, I, I knew that Bill Maher is a classless little uh, nasty piece of work. But to hear those audience members uh, sit there and laugh and joke about that is pretty, you know, pretty disgusting in and of itself. And funny thing about it is Bill Maher holds himself out as a, some sort of libertarian. And that's what uh, David Koch did. You know, he he founded the libertarian movement within the Republican Party. Not founded it, but uh, advanced it. So let's uh, let's contrast that. And the, and the left wing media had nothing whatsoever to say about Bill Maher, Maher dancing on David Koch's grave. But this week when uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, it was revealed that she had been undergoing yet more cancer treatment and had a stent placed in her pancreas after being diagnosed with pancreatic cancer that, let's face it, is almost always uh, fatal. She's 85 years old, and they placed a stent in there. Usually that's an indication of um, a final um, uh, late, what's the term I'm looking for, uh, late term care um and they asked donald trump about it and of course donald trump acted with class and said this well i hope she does really well and our thoughts and prayers are with her it's a very serious situation i'm uh, i'm hoping she's going to be fine she's pulled through a lot strong very tough but uh we uh, wish her well very well you know that was a class act saying that you know giving her props she's fought through a lot of health problems and uh and the left is actually more upset about this than than people on the right are celebrating it the left is uh, beside themselves because ruth bader ginsburg was given an opportunity to go ahead and retire from the court during barack obama's last term but she refused to do so thinking that uh, hillary clinton like all the other experts was going to win the election and uh she she was out in public the other day and she does not look well at all so um i hope that uh, she recovers and has many more good years and goes ahead and retires from the court so that she can enjoy the the time that she uh, has remaining but it's a, a pretty clear contrast on how uh, conservatives behave as opposed to these leftists. Over there on MSNBC, the supposed uh, conservative at the Washington Post, Jennifer Rubin, um, she's not a conservative. She hasn't been a conservative for quite a long time. And... um, and she was on MSNBC. She's, you know, become one of these conservative hate Trumpers. And this is what she had to say. 
news organization or any or, uh, entertainment uh, organization that has a news outlet would hire these people. I also want to um, echo something that um, my friend uh, EJ said. Um, it's not only that Trump has to lose, but that all his enablers have to lose. They have to. We have to collectively, in essence, burn down the Republican Party. Um, we have to level them because if there are survivors, if there are people who weather this storm, they will do it again. They will take this as confirmation that, hey, it just pays to ride the waves. Look at me. I've made it through. And so up and down the ticket, federal, state, local offices, the country has to repudiate this. This has become a dysfunctional anti-government party. That is not what the country wants and what it needs. And the proof is... She goes on to say, we can't have any survivors. We've got to burn the party down. That is a sort of inflammatory language from this fake once conservative that incites unstable people. But that's the kind of language that you get out of uh, CNN and MSNBC while at the same time they're constantly accusing Trump and his supporters of being haters. (laughs) And the latest uh, development in the New York Times uh, don't pick on our reporters saga was there a Oh, their reporter, his name is, uh, not Brett Stevens, what's the other guy's name? Um, uh, I can't remember. It It wasn't Brett Stevens, was it? Anyway, one of their reporters um, was commented on, on Twitter, uh, one of the, uh, somebody tweeted that uh, he, he was a, a bed bug because they had found bed bugs inside the New York Times. This reporter for the New York Times was so put off by this, it only got nine uh, likes. But this guy actually wrote a letter to the guy who tweeted it. He was a professor at Georgetown and copied his boss, the provost of the department that he worked in, apparently trying to get him fired. That's the New York Times. They can dish it out, but they can't take it, not even a little bit. Well, thanks for joining us for this edition of Right Now with Jim Dawes. I want to, thank, I want to uh, invite you to come back here tomorrow and join us then on the Mojo 5.0 Radio Network. We'll talk to you then. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. This episode is sponsored by schwanns.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm. Good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details.